What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. So how's it going? How's it going? I'd like to thank everyone for returning and hanging out with me one more Tuesday. Well, actually, this may go up on Wednesday. And if you're new, the episodes usually are Tuesdays and Fridays, but I've just been sick. And and the sickness is not like uh, I've got a cold or I got the flu. It is my blood pressure. It's running exorbitantly high. And of course, if you're not familiar, I'm in a country that does not just provide health care for a citizen you have to go out and get it and um yeah i just started my insurance january 1st uh looking for a doctor having to work trying to juggle doing this trying to juggle a lot of things and uh kind of put the health on a back burner until it uh kind of came to a head i've been experiencing a whole lot of headaches of late and the headaches just got unbearable uh, to the point where I was just nauseous. Thought it was just a regular migraine. And turns out it was because my blood pressure was running so, so very high. So, went to the emergency room yesterday. Had a few tests run to make sure that I didn't have a stroke. And uh, I was sent home with some medicine. So, hopefully this controls it until I get to the doctor, which is soon. Okay, so I just laid a whole lot on you today. That's just to tell you that I did not do an entire uh, or an extraordinary amount of uh, prep for today's episode. So today's episode will just be like me passing on some rumors that I've heard. This was supposed to be the extra long episode because I have so many minutes to use up uh, in my from my hosting site. But today is just not going to be the day unless this just turns out to be super long yeah so just got out of bed said let me go ahead on I'm, I'm feeling okay let's get this recording going so let's huh we're going to talk about a couple of different cinematic universes so I guess we're going to cover the cover the multiverse a little bit and we're going to start off with Marvel and uh the rumor that came out this week is that the first Captain Marvel post credit scene will set up Avengers Endgame, which I think we all expected. We kind of all expected that one of the post credit scenes will set up Endgame. But they say the second will tease the Eternals. And that kind of like, wow, we're going to tease the Eternals in Captain Marvel. Okay, I see it. Okay, now the Avengers Endgame may not have a post credit scene. Again, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt these are all rumors as of now now it says post Avengers Endgame there will be no more phases instead the MCU will be split into two very distinct categories street level and cosmic and once the the Fox deal is finalized the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom will be the links between those two categories so that sounds like something that could possibly happen. I 
it, it sounds more grounded in fact than what the post credit scenes in uh, Captain Marvel will be. And then we, we are seeing that the movies will not always be linear. We know that they will not. Some are going to be prequels because we're getting a taste of that with Captain Marvel, which is not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a prequel, but where we just went back in time to go to her origin story. So I can see that. Uh, the Eternals was is, is said to be a prequel and Black Widow is said to be a prequel. And while we're talking about Black Widow, the rumor is, again, just a rumor, that Black Widow will be the MCU's first R-rated movie. That is something to think about because uh, there will be sides of a story that couldn't be told to your PG-13 audience and actually, you could you could expound the story just a little bit more. Um, kind of makes me think about what Fox did with Logan. So moving on, I see Spider-Man Far From Home is going to kick off the main story arc for the street level side. Overarching villains, we're going to be uh, Norman Osborn. And they're going to have story storylines about the Dark Avengers, Dark Reign and Siege. So those are things to look forward to in Spider-Man, which is said to be now becoming a four movie uh, project instead of a trilogy. So we'll see if that pans out. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was going to set up the cosmic side, but it is not going to set up the cosmic side. That has been kind of put on hiatus. Looks like it's going to be Eternals and uh, Adam Warlock is going to, of course, be very important in in any Eternals storyline. And Annihilus is said to be a recurring villain. What something that could possibly be preparing us for the meeting of Annihilus is a new leak of toys. And the toys were for uh Captain Marvel. What is what it's saying is that our toys will have uh like gold bands around their wrists. And those will be the Nega bands. And according to the toy description, it says uh, Genis Vale possesses indomitable strength and uses powerful Nega bands to channel incredible energy blasts. And uh, considering the description also includes recreate Genis Vale's Captain Marvel scenes with this six inch action figure from the Marvel Legends series. We can assume that we're going to see the Nega Bands at some point in Captain Marvel. And Nega Bands are known for using the forces of the negative zone to create blast and psychic energy. So, what, we, what does that have to do with Annihilus? It, Annihilus is from the negative zone. So, if they have Nega, van, Nega Bands from the negative zone... There's some it's there's reason to believe that at some point in obtaining these bands, they will have met Sir Annihilus. And I'm tongue tied today. If I don't edit this, you guys are going to be like, what in the world? <laughs> what else? We got Doctor Strange 2 filming by late summer. Again, rumors. Big, big plans for Captain Marvel. They're going to market her the same way that Fox movies marketed Wolverine. Just Wolverine is was the 
almost face of the Fox X-Men. Let's see. Chris Evans could possibly be done with Captain America, but he's not done with Marvel. So the rumor is that he may begin to direct and most likely things for Disney+. Plus. So the Russo brothers did tease that Evans isn't done with Marvel. That could possibly be a misdirection. He might be done starring in Marvel movies, but he will pick up and direct. This one is not a rumor. This one is rooted in fact. In fact, <laughs> Black Panther, of course, it, sh it shattered box office records, finished first at the North American box office in 2018, picked up seven Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, Best Original Music Score, Best Original Song, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Sound Editing. Well, uh, it also won <clears throat> two actor awards at the Screen Actors Guild, including Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. I told you all of that. I'm sure you, a lot of it you knew already. But did you know that during Black, Hi Black History Month, select AMC theaters around the nation are going to uh, be showing free screenings of Black Panther? So... You want to know if you want to go back to see Black Panther uh, on the big screen again and you have one of the participating AMC theaters, you can visit weticketit.com slash Black Panther. Weticketit.com slash Black Panther. Speaking of Black Panther and what is possibly a huge spoiler it is being rumored that Michael B. Jordan is going to return for Black Panther 2. Now, at the SAG Awards, uh, Angela Bassett and her husband were on the, the, the red carpet. And she was asked um, if everyone is returning for the sequel. And she said she assumes so. And uh, her husband says, just go ahead and say it. Yeah, everybody's going to be there. And she's like, well, everyone will be back. I mean, and maybe they can bring Michael back. Now, she said, maybe. But everybody is picking this thing up and running with it as if she just said, oh, yeah, Mike is in the movie. She said, maybe they could bring Michael back. Now, reversing the snap could bring back characters that are presumed dead and gone. So anything is possible when you muck with time. So um, a lot of the people that we assume are dead, depending upon how the snap is reversed, could return. And we shall see in just a couple of months. Huh? And speaking of Michael B. Jordan, could he be back for the, the Black Panther 2 sequel? Possibly. But he has just signed a first look deal with Warner Brothers. Which could mean that the actor could end up playing Green Lantern, the, the John Stewart version, my favorite version of Green Lantern. And it had been rumored that maybe even Superman, and I, I think we talked about this um, some months ago about Superman, about Michael B. Jordan being thought to play a Superman character. But regarding the potential of playing John Stewart, Green Lantern core movie is currently in development. 
And it's confirmed that the film is going to feature Jon Stewart, who's been described as a 30-something African-American Marine. He was a sniper before he joined the, the Lanterns. So the description fits Michael B. Jordan. Whether or not we will see him in that role remains to be seen. These are just rumors. Also, we saw Michael B. Jordan, uh, I think that was in September, said to be a possible contender to play Superman in a reboot of the character because the WB is supposed to be moving away from that whole shared universe. I think they may have given up and it might have been too soon. But anyway, it could also be possible that Michael B. Jordan stars in a new Superman movie that is set outside of the regular DC continuity just like the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker. So separate from the the Jared Leto version, you got the Joaquin version. And keep in mind, just rumors. But that is another thing that has been said that he could possibly play an out-of-universe Superman. Now, uh, continuing with DC News, uh, Parrot Addict, Parrot Analytics and Business Insider revealed that Young Justice Outsiders and Titans were among the top seven series streamed last week on digital platforms. And that is goes back to me saying these are shows that need to be watched. They are the top two series streamed last week. And uh, the, the previous week, the DC Universe shows were the top two series streamed during that period too. Young Justice was at top of that. The week before that, Titans was the third most streamed series. And it just keeps going that uh, viewership is continually increasing over the past three months because of word of mouth, which we've continuously talked about how very important that is, that makes it uh, it's unequ- unequivocally a success. Those two shows unequivocally successful for this brand new service. And DC Universe is hoping to maintain that uh, momentum because they've got two shows uh, coming up ahead. We got uh, Doom Patrol that comes out February 15th and the live action Swamp Thing is still filming. It's expected to come out in May. So then if they get these next two right, if Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing knock it out to park, their original series on the DC Universe platform will be the thing to, you know, that that will be what makes people subscribe. So if you're not just trusting what I say and trying to check out Titans, trying to check out Young Justice season two, the first half. And uh, these next two series, Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing, hopefully that will convince you if those two turn out to be great. Even if they don't, there is enough uh, DC animated content, the movies. There's enough DC live action content where you can go back and watch the old movies, these two new series, and hope for look be hopeful for what they've got coming down the pipe it's 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 gonna pay for itself trust me and today i should be covering uh reign of the superman it just occurred to me being sick yesterday and like being so scared 
that something serious was going to happen because I have neglected my health for a while. Everything, all bets was off. I, I didn't know. I forgot all about uh, I could be watching uh, Reign of the Superman right now since I can't work. I'm trying to give this medicine a chance to bring my pressure down to a normal level. And I've really done nothing but sleep. Okay, so that was another segue into just nothingness. I'm going to bring it back to the DC Universe. Young Justice Outsiders. Uh, During the run, there was a point where Nightwing's team of Outsiders were around a campfire. And they were having a a chat between, say, eight of the kids just hanging out around the campfire. And they were talking about who would win Batman versus Superman. Of course, we've already had this movie. It ended, I think, with Batman had the upper hand batman was going to win batman was going to defeat superman in fact for all intents and purposes he did defeat superman but it seems like young justice outsider was kind of uh poking the fire a little bit at that subject because the hero's uh sidekicks superboy and nightwing dismissed the notion that the battle would even take place even though we've already seen it take place so in that universe didn't even happen we may end up seeing a subplot on young justice that could make that match up a reality in universe in the young justice universe because we've seen granny goodness i don't know if i talked about granny goodness she's good gretchen good the creator of the very popular good virtual reality goggles that are no good no good at all so um she's actually one of Darkseid's minions. She, I believe she was a member of the Furies at one time. She was one of the very few women who rose to rose the ranks, came one of the top warriors under Darkseid, and she ran those orphanages. She, There were some orphanages on Apocalypse. She ran the or- orphanages, and she had a very particular method of discipline, and that method of discipline led to the children being basically uh, mindless drones they lived to serve dark side so nobody on earth knows that at this point i'm supposing but she was definitely no good and now she's created these virtual reality goggles and we have seen them on every episode at some point here there everywhere we find out that they are a mind control device And we don't think Batman will put those goggles on, but Bruce Wayne is partnered with Gretchen Good in these, in the distribution and manufacture of these, uh, of these virtual reality goggles. He doesn't know. Well, I don't know if he didn't know or what. He doesn't know what she was using them for. Put it like that. But he could somehow put the glasses on in the Bruce Wayne form to kind of do some kind of uh advertising which I'm, I'm not 100% that'll happen now we did we've already seen Barbara Gordon with those glasses on the goggles she who was Oracle or Batgirl she got three three different names you choose one in the show right now she's Oracle we've seen her playing with the virtual reality goggles if it controls your mind you know maybe she's already under the influence of these goggles 
And uh, if Superman finds his way back to Earth, because he's a, a member of uh, the Justice League cosmic team, then he might be in a position where he has to take down the Dark Knight. And that would be us seeing the events of Batman versus Superman play out in Young Justice. So next on the docket, did anybody see the teaser trailer of the Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn? And before you ask, that is the entire title of the movie, The Birds of Prey and The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So that clip, it gives you a first look at the heroes, the villains, and Harley Quinn and their, their new looks in this Suicide Squad spinoff. We saw costumes for Black Canary, Huntress, Batgirl, and and Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. And then we saw Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She looks completely, uh, I won't say completely different. You know it's Harley Quinn. But she is sporting a new hairstyle and a new look. This is the first time that the Birds of Prey have made it to the big screen. Of course, Margot Robbie is returning as Harley Quinn. She teams up with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress. Journey Smollett Bell's Black Canary, and Ella J. Basco plays Cassandra Kane, Rosie Perez playing Renee Montoya, and of course, Ewan McGregor is playing the villain, Black Mask. This, this movie is going to be coming out next year, February 7th, 2020. Uh, Shazam, you know, <laughs> a lot of us are, are uh, wondering, is Shazam going to be part of a shared universe? Or what exactly is the plan with the character Shazam? And right now, what we know is that it is an origin story for how Billy Batson gets uh, imbued with the powers of Shazam. And we also get to see Dr. Savannah, who who is the uh, the villain in this movie. We also know that Black Adam, the anti shazam i suppose will be in the sequel so there's a sequel already announced or either black adam is still getting his own movie so i don't know if we'll be introduced to black adam and that's going to be the the uh, the rock the rock is going to play black adam so i don't know if we'll be getting some a little bit of a sneak peek at him but we do know that Shazam is opening the door to the magical side of the DCU. So that that's the that's the side that, that will give us the new gods with uh Dark Side and all of the apocalypse, maybe even Gretchen Good, uh Justice League Dark and more. So we're not gonna see probably a whole lot of it flooding out, but we've already seen the the wizard, Shazam, and we've already seen that. It's been alluded to that the seven deadly sins are going to play a big part in this uh, movie. And we see the the uh, Council of Eternities, all of their their thrones. The only one that has got somebody seated in it is Shazam's uh, the wizard at the beginning. I don't know if it's at the beginning of the movie or where it's going to fall, but the rest of the thrones are empty, which lead us to think that the rest of the council of eternity have been knocked knocked off we need to know if the uh if they're 
champions, if the person who that they chose to be the champion of their uh we need to know if the champions for the council of eternity will be shown and or will it just be you know alluded to the fact that they all had champions because what basically ends up happening is i'm not going to spoil that for you i won't that movie is going to be coming out april 5th this year so we don't have we only have a couple months before you we figure it out and we'll be talking about it uh if as long as i'm able to we'll be talking about it and now we're going to jump into the star trek universe um because we know the star trek discovery has picked back up the second season and of course like in any other fandom we speculate also in the this the star trek uh fandom and a popular fan theory that has been like floating around it's been floating around since we've known uh that spock is going to be in this season of uh of discovery and that's he's played by ethan peck on discovery so once we knew that spock was going to be a thing this season everybody wanted to know what that thing entailed so they are like speculating on the nature of the relationship between burnham and spock if you did not know burnham grew up in the same household as spock ambassador sarek adopted michael burnham as his ward and raised her alongside his half vulcan half human son to me that kind of explains what the relationship is but there are those out there who says it go deeper it's a and they suggest that the pair are not just family their relationship became romantic and that would explain why spock never mentioned her before well to dispel this rumor Sonequa Martin Green was on the talk, and that's a a talk show on CBS. And she was asked about the possibility of a romantic relationship between Spock and Burnham, and she answered as such: "People are saying that maybe they had a sexual relationship, and that's why they are estranged. Not true. I'm here to say that's not true." So she has dispelled this rumor something has happened between them that has caused them to be estranged uh their relationship kind of soured due to undisclosed reasons and those reasons will probably be explored more as the season goes on but all that happened before uh michael left vulcan to join starfleet after she joined starfleet uh she's the older sibling by about three or four years so after that spock uh, joined starfleet and at this point in star trek history spock is the science officer on board the enterprise under the command of one christopher pike so the enterprise was exploring the galaxy uh while the klingon war was was raging but i'm pretty sure that spock knows that his sister is the infamous michael burnham and that uh she is basically star starfleet's first mutineer so thinking about her being the quote unquote first mutineer because this does precede the events of star trek the original series the only thing that uh well this precedes those events so 
in Star Trek, the original series, we watched Spock commit mutiny as well. That menagerie episode, it has footage from the original pilot, The Cage. Captain Pike was seriously injured by exposure to Delta rays, and it left him permanently in a wheelchair and unable to speak. So Spock betrayed Kirk and the Enterprise team and hijacked the whole whole starship and he wanted to uh, get Pike to Talos 4. And that's a planet that they visited in 2254, which is before the activities that we're seeing in Discovery. So it's like three years. So in 2254, they went to Talos 4. In 2257, that's where we are in Star Trek Discovery uh, Season 2. So then we're not supposed to go to Talos 4. Under penalty of death, because the Talosians like to keep uh, alien species, alien races that come to their planet in a zoo. And they, they just keep them there. But the Talosians actually were pulling the strings to get Pike to them because they could offer him a chance to live his life like he once did, but in a, like a permanent illusion. So he would not be, he would not any longer be held hostage in his own body. So in the original series, Kirk caught up with his first officer. He led a court martial for Spock and the Vulcan basically told his plan that with the help of, help of the Talosians, he was on an, uh, on an errand of mercy. He was trying to get Pike to a place where he could live some semblance of a normal life. And, and you would wonder in those episodes, because uh, it was a, a, a two-part episode, we wondered why Spock would do that. Why Spock was responding this way to try to help Captain Pike. And we possibly are finding out why in Discovery. Because what we've learned so far is that Spock is in a psychiatric facility. Uh, Pike knew that. And Pike was kind of guarding his secret. Unfortunately, uh, Michael Burnham paid a big price. I, I mean, she is back, has been had, had her rank restored and all of that now. But she sat in prison for a while and she's been the uh, social pariah of Starfleet for a while. And people look down on her for starting the Klingon War, for attacking her her captain and for basically being the reason why they had to go over to the Klingon vessel and why Captain Giorgio was killed. So she got a lot on her shoulders. And Spock actually didn't suffer any punishment for his mutiny. But you could say that they they doing things alike. They are alike. And uh, they grew up in the same household. So maybe that's just the way that household ran, that they were... They're just mutineers. <laughs> but what it is not, what this what this season of Discovery is not alluding to is that she is uh, a romantic partner in any way to Spock. We are going to explore their their problematic relationship, I'm sure. We're gonna see, we're gonna get insight into the building blocks that turned Spock into the character who is going to one day sacrifice his life to save Captain Kirk. The same way he sacrificed his career to save 
Captain Pike. So he's gonna he's gonna try to save Captain Kirk in the uh, the Wrath of Khan, and in turn, his crewmates are going to mutiny and try to save him in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. So they're gonna bring uh, him back when he when he gets reborn on the Genesis planet. And I hope I'm just not talking about too much other stuff. But this is the episode today anyway, because like I said. Even with this, even with stuff that I I had already had like in my notes and that I picked and gleaned over for episodes, I'm still, my mind is real fuzzy and I just probably need to close this episode out, huh? So if you can do me the big favor, the huge, huge favor of going to iTunes rating the podcast and I know this is a horrible episode for me to remember to ask on but I'm really in need of some ratings and reviews and uh feedback basically I just need to know that somebody is listening if you another way that you can let me know that you're listening is by sending me an email you can do that at after the snap at gmail.com you can reach me on facebook and after the snap on twitter at snap after and on instagram at after the snap 2018 you can make a charitable donation to the show at paypal.me slash after the snap or you can become a patron by monthly donations and those monthly donations start at one dollar and go all the way up to 20 bucks per month so if you uh, would like to, to become a patron and get some of our remarkable swag, you can go to patreon.com slash after the snap. And I don't really have a lot else to, to go into today. I don't have an end game theory for you right now, but I will tell you that if you have not done so already, you can also help me out by going over to YouTube and checking out my channel after the snap check out the video captain america won't die in endgame and let me know what you think of my theory i won't share it here because that's too easy i like for you to go there to see it (laughs) so i have nothing else for you today i do appreciate everybody sitting here having the patience with me today it's been a tough episode for me to get through and i still had fun so don't think it wasn't fun i still enjoy every moment I have with you and I will see you all again on Friday for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and we'll talk a little bit more about James Gunn and that controversy outside of that I've got nothing else thanks for for stopping by again and I'll catch you on the flip